We are joined on the line by Molana Ibrahim Abam. Molana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And assalamu alaikum to all the esteemed and wonderful listeners of Radio Islam. Uh, how is Molana doing this morning? Alhamdulillah, Allah has been kind. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Amwa, um, this week we continue with uh, the discussion on uh, positive attitude. And this leads to happiness. Uh, last week we discussed, uh, and Molana discussed, uh, on how the media uh, thrives on negativity, and most of the time we're surrounded by negative news. Uh, but as a believer, we should have a positive attitude and have an optimism and hope in Allah. This is part of worship. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was also a beacon uh, of positivity. And uh, when we are faced with challenges and when we are faced with with problems, we should rather focus on the solutions. That was uh, what. Uh, was discussed last week and this week we, we continue with this discussion. So this is a very brief recap. I said that today we are surrounded by negativity. And I gave the example that uh, today negativity sells. Uh, positive news unfortunately uh, does not uh, get any particular type of coverage. So we are in that situation and we, we need to get out of that situation. Because Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the says, I am as my servant expects of me. Uh, if he expects of me rahmat and mercy, inshallah, I will turn towards him in a similar manner. And Nabi Karim said, having optimistic thoughts about Allah is the best form of worship. So we are told to have a positive attitude. And there are many, many uh, inclinations and indications and evidence in that regard. Nabi Karim said, Give glad tidings and do not make people hate Islam. Make things easy. Don't make things difficult. I mean, that, that is the Sharia. That's the command of our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Make things easy. Today, unfortunately, and really I, we, we have to say with a, with a sense of um, irony, that people take it as an as uh, indication of piety to make things more difficult. People take it an aspect of piety to become harsh. People take it an aspect of piety uh, to be most rigid. That, that was uh, what our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu said otherwise. He said, give people glad tidings. Don't make them hate Islam the way you are presenting it. And make things easy and not make things difficult. So uh, I, I believe in this uh, very, very uh, firmly that we need to have a positive attitude towards life. We need to focus on the positive things uh, we have going in our life. And many a times you will be able to find that there are positives in our life. Last week I made mention that yes, we do have challenges and by having a positive attitude, it is not meant in any way to undermine the challenges. So that's, that's not uh, the purpose. The purpose is, yes, there is going to be challenges. How do we deal with those challenges? And sometimes let us look at uh, the positive aspect of life. Um, and this is something that we, 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 we need to do. Uh, and Mufti Saab, Mufti uh, Yusuf Musaji in his book, uh, which we are serializing, uh, gave this beautiful example and he said, uh, make a list of all the positives in your life. Write down everything you can think of. Tape it to the refrigerator. Tape it to the, to, uh, the fridge, as we will say in South African terms. Your dressing table or your work desk, so that you see it every day. Uh, your children, your grandchildren. Uh, keep a journal that contains only positive experiences. Uh, this is a great way to focus on the positives. Imagine your life without having the things you have. What would it be like if you didn't have your house 
or your spouse or your job or your children or your grandchildren. So I think that is very important. And today we will be looking at ways and means of how to achieve a positivity. Uh, always let us uh, or interact with us, the listeners, 072-786-1548. Uh, the discussion is all around uh, positivity, that how we can build this uh, positive mindset or this positive attitude. Perhaps you've come across something that you'd like to share with us. Uh, you can uh, drop us a message. Why can continue. Uh, and last week we, we, we concluded with a very beautiful incident, and I would like to make that the incident of um, uh, how we look at things. Uh, it's a very beautiful, illustrative story. A young couple moves into a new neighborhood uh, while they are just there in the beginning stages of moving. While they are eating breakfast, the young woman, uh, the young spouse, sees her neighbor hanging the washing outside, and she comments. That laundry is not very clean. She doesn't know how to wash correctly. Perhaps she needs a better laundry soap. Maybe she needs a better detergent. Her husband looks on but remains silent. Every time her neighbor would make, hang her washing to dry, the young woman would more, more or less make the same comments. After a while, the woman was surprised to see a nice, clean wash on the line and said to her husband, look, she has learned how to wash correctly. I wonder who now taught her this. Maybe she changed her laundry soap. Maybe she changed her detergent. And the husband turned on and said, no. I got up early this morning and cleaned our windows, right? And that is why you are seeing a clean laundry in the neighboring's washing line. Whereas previously you looked upon it as dirty and you made assumptions. Those assumptions were not correct. The window in our house was dirty. Therefore, you saw the laundry line and the laundry in the neighboring yard is dirty. And so it is with life, uh, right, Mufti? Yusuf Musaji, what, what we see when watching others depends on the purity of the window through which we look. It's about how we choose to view the world, and that is the reality. Today, unfortunately, many times people look in a way with to, to people in a negative sense. They're always trying to find out the, the negativity and the faults and the bad things. So if you're going to look in that particular way, you, that's how, that is your mindset. Uh, I, I made mention of this many, many times before, and I think I'll make mention of it again. Uh, Qazi Mujahidul Islam uh, was a very great scholar, sometimes I think very underrated. Perhaps uh, intellectually, very few could compete with him. Uh, a brilliant mind, a genius in terms of fiqh. Uh, he came to South Africa, and when he came to South Africa, he, he, he uh, gave a bayan once to ulama. It was in Darulum Zakaria, and I just remember this portion. He said, see, the earth throws up good and bad. The earth throws up good and bad. So the earth, from the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring about the most beautiful fruits. And you will find the most beautiful vegetation, the most beautiful flowers. And yet, at the same time, uh, you will find that uh, from, from there, you will also find uh, dirt that comes out, filth, filth that comes out of the earth. Now it depends upon you what you find out from the earth, what you want to get from the earth. The earth will throw out both. It will throw out good and bad. It depends upon you. Now, if a person is 
a human being with fine taste, uh, he won't go towards the filth. Uh, he will go and buy good fruit. Uh, he will go and buy uh, fruit that is uh, good smelling and good taste. And because it comes from the earth, Allah says, Don't you see what you sow? Allah brings it out. And you'll, you'll find all those beautiful things. I find this verse, let me just make mention of it. So beautiful. It's in the 13th Supara of the Holy Quran. Allah gives the example of fruit. Allah gives the example of corn. Allah gives the example of grapes. Uh, and Allah says, uh, And many a times, one branch, one fruit, one tree, and it is watered by one source of water. But the same water, giving water to the same tree, the same branch, and in the very same tree, one fruit is not so sweet, the other one is sweet. In this, there is signs for people of intellect. Who has given from one branch, one tree, water from one source of water, and one is sweet and one is not so sweet? Subhanallah. It comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what I'm saying is, where, where are we coming back? A person finds something that is pleasing that came from the earth. But the earth also throws up filth. So the swine will not go and get, uh, you know, the, the beautiful, sweet-smelling and sweet-tasting fruit, it will go and get the, the, the filth. It will go and eat the filth. It will go and live in the filth. So whose fault is it? It's the fault of the person, what he finds. The earth will throw good and bad. In a similar manner, human beings will be good and bad. There will be good qualities and there will be bad qualities. And unfortunate to say, the people whose nature is like that, they will only look at the negative. And the people whose nature is good, they will only look at the positive. I've, you know, I've seen this from our elders. In fact, it's the usul of Jamaat, the public Jamaat. They say, don't talk about the negative and the bad points of human being. Talk only about the goods. Good points, the good things. The more you talk about good, the more good becomes prevalent. The more you talk about evil, evil becomes prevalent. Today, what are, what are we seeing? And I mean, something that is so, so sad. Yeah, Allah, Allah make it easy for all of us. But uh, it depends upon your situation. It depends upon what you are looking at, that you will find things. Why in terms of interaction? Uh, what, well, uh, we're looking at ways of how to achieve positivity, as you made mention of uh, earlier, Molana. Okay. Uh, so send through your messages, 072-786-1548. Let us know, be part of uh, the discussion, be part of uh, the program. We always love to hear from you. We're speaking about just building a positive mindset, a positive attitude. What is it that you have done or what is it that you have found uh, helps with building uh, a positive mindset? Ahmad, there's many examples as well in the life of the Prophet where he taught us to be positive. Yes, many, many examples. And I, I think maybe I just wanted to maybe start off with something, Mahana. One is, um, look at, um, uh, Muftisab has given some of the aspects of lockdown, right? Uh, how lockdown had uh, imposed on citizens a certain degree where throughout the world people went for one, two years, people couldn't travel. And how there were some positives that you could take. Families came together. They had quality time with each other. And he says, I can certainly say for myself that I've learned so much about my wife and children during the lockdown. 
that uh, I had not learned before. We have been able to spend time doing things together around the house. We had a great routine around Salat. Uh, I was able to spend time with the Quran and the Madrasa work. Uh, obviously, that time is something that has gone, and of course, that uh, evokes a certain degree of uh, discussion. I want to look at it something that is more, more recent. So, Mara, we, we, we find that there is the Turkish earthquake. Right. And obviously, it has evoked sympathy. It has evoked uh, shock. It has evoked uh, scenes of destruction, scenes of uh, people losing their life. Uh, but yet, you see, now, obviously, I'm not going to say and undermine in any way the difficulty people are going through. Ya Allah, uh, how can we do so? Now, uh, in that, how do we look at it? So there are people who will rush to judge, right? And we have already we have people who have judged. This is the azab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is Allah ta'ala showing. And, and while, while we don't uh, in any way deny the fact that Allah ta'ala brings about certain challenges upon people for people to change their lives. And here it is not the intention to give a full recompense. Allah ta'ala is very clear about it in the Holy Quran. Allah make you taste certain uh, difficulties in this world so that you might turn towards Almighty Allah. So here the, the, the reason with regard to difficulty is not a recompense. Recompense is Darul Jaza is the year after. Allah Ta'ala brings about these situations for you to turn towards Almighty Allah. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu one day when there was a tremor in Medina Munawwara, there was a tremor. Nabi Karim Sallallahu told the Sahaba, Allah Ta'ala has bring about this, brought about these tremors for you to turn towards Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in, in repentance. Once there was a tremor in the time of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and when Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was in Mount of Ahad, he was with Abu Bakr, uh, Umar and Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. And when the tremor came, Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hit the mountain of Ahad with his stick, and he said, be calm, upon you is a Nabi, upon you is a Siddiq, upon you is two Shaheeds, subhanallah. At the time, no one knew that uh, there's going to be two shaheeds, and Umar and Uthman of the Allah are going to be made shaheed and going to be martyred. And the tremor stopped. So look at this. It happened in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah wants you to turn towards Allah in repentance. Now, let us look at that lesson. How much of us have turned towards Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance when we heard about the earthquake? Read two rakats of Salat to Tawbah. Read two rakats of oh Allah, Nafil Namaz. Allah make it easy for the people who are in Syria going through uh, different types of uh, difficulty. So this is something that we, we need to uh, bear in mind and keep in mind. Now, the other aspect, I will just make mention of the hadith and then maybe follow it up after the news. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah doesn't give punishment to this ummah in the year after. As far as possible, Allah will treat this ummah with mercy on the day of judgment. And Allah Ta'ala brings about difficulty to wash away the sins of this ummah in this world. And what are those particular type of difficulties that will come? Fitna, murder, and earthquakes. Now, look at that. Now, why, why don't people look upon that as saying that, listen, this is also another aspect with regard to, uh, you know, the situation of uh, understanding that uh, this is also another aspect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings through these difficulties. Allah ta'ala uh, washes away 
the difficulties of people so that in the year after when they come, uh, they are free from all types of sin. Now, let us let just see the difference in the outlook. If we look at it that way, all of a sudden it makes a completely different uh, way that we are looking at things. And I must say from the very outset, never ask Allah Ta'ala to wash away your sins in this world. Um, I read somewhere, and I heard this bayan from someone, that uh, Nabi Karim Sallallahu came to a sahabi and he saw him that um, completely weak. And Nabi Sallallahu perceived something and said, what dua are you making to Allah? He said, I made dua to Allah to purify me. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, change the dua. Ask Allah Ta'ala for afiyat. Don't ask Allah Ta'ala to purify you. Say, Allah, you can purify me without putting me through difficulty. You can purify me without putting me through any type of challenges. Allah, we are weak. We are living so far away from Nabi Karim Sallallahu time, yet we have love for Nabi Karim Sallallahu yet we have love for your deen. Ya Allah, don't put us through the challenges. You put through the earlier Muslims through those challenges. Because of our weakness, Ya Allah, you treat us with afiyat. Nabi Karim Sallallahu told him that. So, so what we are saying, look at the outlook that you look at something. Try and look at the positive. Build a positive uh, mindset, uh, positive vibes. This will lead to a positive life. 9.30, it's now time for the half-hourly headlines and the ad break. When we come back, we'll go through some of uh, the messages uh, that have come through on uh, the WhatsApp line. The social program on Radio Islam International. And this week, we're speaking about uh, a positive attitude. Uh, leads to happiness, the discussion that we started last weekend. Uh, we continue with uh, this discussion uh, this week. Mark, going through some of the messages uh, that uh, have come through on WhatsApp, um, the first message saying here that uh, I think the way a human being is brought up has a huge impact on how they look uh, at situations in life. If they were brought up in a positive environment, uh, they mostly see life from a positive aspect and a negative environment, mostly a negative aspect. That's why good parenting is very important. I think that's important and maybe it's a, it's a very great responsibility upon uh, the parents to, to inculcate that. And I, I, one of the ways that you can do it when, when people do discuss these type of things uh, in 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 the table on the on the you know eating table and you see something that has been discussed negative you steer it in the direction of a positive outlook and say look at this what a beautiful lesson we can take and i think that's important and while there's a few messages uh, that have come through uh speaking about um Remaining positive uh, in an environment when you're surrounded with negative people, how do, does a person remain positive in that environment? Well, it depends upon you. Why, why are you allowing uh, someone else to determine your thoughts and outlooks? Why, instead of them making you negative, you make them positive? Uh, it could be a challenge for some of them. <laughs> yeah, look at it as a challenge. How are you going to do that? Uh, anyway, send through your messages. Let us know. Uh, 072-786-15. Ma, just before the break, Ma mentioned uh, the hadith about uh, the Ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be merciful on I mean, we, we, we always look at uh, the, the, the... Yes, we all know that uh, we are supposed to take lessons. We have to turn towards Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. One of the reasons why ulama always tell the Ummah at the time of difficulty to turn towards Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a verse in the Holy Quran in the ninth Jews, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ 
وما كان الله معذبهم وهم يستغفرون الله تعالى says I will not punish my ummah and bring difficulty upon my ummah when you are with them O Prophet of Almighty Allah and I will not punish the ummah when they are making istighfar so this particular uh, the, the ulama have said when they, this ayat was revealed the, the, the Mufassirin said Allah Ta'ala has sent two means of protection from azab one is Nabi Karim Sallallahu presence which unfortunately we don't have Nabi Sallallahu Sahaba had it so Nabi Sallallahu presence the presence prevented a major azab of coming upon the ummah then there's another means of protection from azab and that is Subhanallah to make istighfar. So Allah says, I won't punish the ummah when they are making istighfar. And of course in Dalai al-Khairat there is this uh, dua, Allahumma la tahrimni wa ana as'aluk. Wa la tu'azibni wa ana astaghfiruk. Such a beautiful dua. And every dua sometimes is so beautiful. And amazingly, in, in Dalai al-Khairat, when it comes to this portion, he says really three times. Allahumma la tahrimni. Oh Allah, do not deprive us while we are asking from you. O oh Allah, do not deprive us while we are asking from you. And O oh Allah, do not punish us while we are making istighfar from you. Yeah, subhanallah. Now look at that whole beautiful way that, you know, you turn, you turn people towards istighfar and repentance uh, without making a judgment. You know, you, 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 uh, you motivate them. Uh, do not, Allah Ta'ala says, I will not give you punishment if you are making istighfar. Turn towards Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in istighfar. Sometimes I, I just find it so, we can present something in such a beautiful manner instead of presenting it the way sometimes people do. Anyway, that is something that we, we learn from the positive. So this is turn towards Almighty Allah in repentance. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala is wiping away the sins of people, although we don't make, and we make dua that Allah don't, don't test us through that way. You can give us forgiveness without any of those things. And then uh, sometimes look at, look at, I mean, you know, you just look at, I, I saw one clip, you know, the person, uh, a woman was being rescued, right? And while they were about to take her, she said, please give me something to cover my, my, my hair with before you rescue me. Subhanallah. And I just said, yeah, Allah, even in that state where her life is at stake, her life is now, you know, whether she'll be able to live or not. And she's under the rubble. They come and they're about to, to rescue her. And she said, no, 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 no. Before you rescue you, give me, give me something to cover my hair. Give me something to make hijab with. Another person, we saw a clip that when they were rescuing him, he said, please give me water. I haven't read namaz for so long. I want Allah. to make wuzu. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Now, on the other hand, you look at these things. And there are other people who only look at the Allah is punishing them. And the other people who say, look at look at the other the other aspects where you can take something that is positive from the whole thing. It's not easy to take something positive, and I'm not trying to undermine it in any way. I'm just saying look at things slightly differently. Mm. This whole lesson, as you, as you mentioned, that uh, it is difficult, of course, many people have lost their lives, but there is that one or two incidents that a person can really uh, take lessons from it, and you can see that this is a sign of the greatness of Allah Azzawajal. Sometimes people being pulled out of the rubble after eight to nine days, they have still, still survived, they're still alive. It's only Allah who has kept them alive. Yes, definitely. There is no doubt whatsoever. 
Continue to send through your messages on 072-786-1548. This is uh, the social program. And we are speaking about a positive attitude and how that leads to happiness. Examples from uh, the life of the Prophet as well, uh, that we should adopt a positive mindset and a positive uh, attitude. You can share with us uh, your thoughts. I can continue. Yes, I think it's just so so beautiful. Now, on the other hand, one other important point is how how do we become positive? One of the things that I think is important: stop talking about the problems, talk about solution. Focus on solution, not problems. You know, so we find this particular way. We all the time only talking about problems. Uh, find solutions. Right? So I'm not saying that it is always easy. There's no water. Try it. Get a JoJo. If you can't get, uh, you get uh, different types of uh, situation. Try and get an inverter or learn to become and say, okay, uh, it might not be the best of things, uh, but out of 24 hours, I got four hours, um, uh, four hours um, load shedding. In that four hours, I will, I will use my time in such a way that I might not need electricity or power in that four hours. So I will cook at that time when I have the power. Uh, let's start becoming solution-orientated. Maybe at that particular time, uh, I will go and read Nafil Namaz. You don't need electricity to go and read Nafil Namaz. You don't, read, uh, you don't need electricity, for example, or power to be able to read Quran uh, or to read Turakas Namaz or to go and visit someone. Mm. Uh, you can go and visit someone. When, so why, what I'm trying to say, become solution-orientated. Work, work your way instead of just complaining and complaining and complaining. And see, there's a different matter that the authorities are supposed to deal and get that thing right. That's a different matter. We will make mention with regard to it. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is uh, let's start working towards getting things that are, that are solution-orientated. What can I do with regard to the solution? You know, so it's so important uh, in our office, for example, in the Jamiat office, uh, in our mashura, we said, okay, when there is load shedding, you can't uh, log on to the computer and internet. And of course, much of the work, because you are replying to queries from the Darulifta, you are uh, responding to correspondence, so you can't do that. So maybe what you can do is um, schedule appointments around the time when there is load shedding. Right, so appointments, whenever, whoever wants to see someone in a social case or something like that, uh, schedule your appointments at the time of load shedding. Or go and meet a stakeholder, go and meet someone at the time of load shedding. So become solution-orientated. If you're going to sit and just worry about things, so for example, you know the load shedding schedule, and now you come and you come home and you, 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 you haven't planned yourself, and you want to cook and there's no power and you get angry. But beforehand, if you know, instead of at this particular time, I know that there is no power, so I must keep everything ready, and I will cook at that time when there is power. And one of the, again, try to look at the, the positive things in life. So one of the positive things in life with regard to load shedding is that the government and the authorities, uh, you, can't, you can't rely upon them with regard to any promise they make or with regard to any commitment they make. But one thing that there is somewhat reliability is the time when the load shedding starts and the time when the load shedding ends. <laughs> So at least, on the dot. At least they've got one thing right, on the dot. And by and large, even when the load shedding is, uh, stops, it normally comes about 10 minutes earlier. Mm. Uh, okay. On this uh, load shedding issue, I think it was just this morning on, on, on Sabah Muslim, uh, Mawaja mentioned that 
he was driving one of the days to the radio station in the evening and it was load shedding in this area and he saw a couple of people sitting outside on the camping chairs and he assumed that they were neighbors so it was load shedding they probably didn't have anything to do so they were sitting together and talking and connecting they used that time maybe to catch up with one another speaker but so in every difficulty that we face you can find yeah, some maybe at least they will be able to know more about their neighbors <laughs> than what they knew before <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What, what I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm not. I'm not making light and see it. Uh, load shedding is is something that is uh, the authorities are supposed to get it right. But uh, you only going to talk about solutions. Start looking at. Uh, don't talk only about the problems. Look at solutions. Sometimes keep your eye on the bigger picture. Uh, picture. You know. Uh, and uh, I think it's important. Look at the bigger picture. Sometimes that yes, uh, there might not be things that are hundred percent. There are many other things that you can benefit from. You know, Alatala has given us a country in which there are certain things that are good. Uh, I made mention of to someone uh, that day that uh, in in my area, in my area, uh, in within a small radius of a kilometer or so, uh, I got four options with regard to Asr Salat. I can read Asr Salat at half past five, what Jamaat, quarter to six, six o'clock. First was quarter past six, now it's ten past six. Subhanallah. So within a radius of one or two kilometers, I can I can make salat with jamaat in four different times. Now I said, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala is giving me the opportunity. And it will be said that even after having that, we don't read Namah salat with jamaat. But uh, that, that is something that we have to keep in mind. Well, one of uh, the listeners has sent through a message. And earlier on we spoke about uh, dealing with uh, negative people or when there's people that just uh, want to disagree with certain things and looking at negative points, and they say that they just read somewhere that uh, if we had fought just as hard to understand as we do to disagree, we'd be living a much better life. No, there's no doubt. I, I, in this particular regard, I must quote the statement of Abdullah ibn Masood, amazing statement. He said the difficulty you have in maintaining unity, that difficulty is much less then the difficulty that will come upon you because of this unity. If only the people of this ummah realize that. To maintain unity, you need a big shoulder. You need a broad shoulder. You need a lot of patience. Right? But in, despite that difficulty in maintaining unity, that is easy. Even in a family. Then the difficulty that will come upon you as a family, as a community, as a multi-community when you are disunited. I can understand why people can't see that. I mean, it, it almost as if people like tension, you know, and sometimes if you just have to give in a little bit and you have to have a little bit of patience and you, you achieve unity, is that better or is the, the difficulty that comes upon you because of disunity? Now people are not talking to one another. People come and they, and, and they, they oppose to one another. I mean, which difficulty is easier? The difficulty in maintaining unity is easier. So Abdullah ibn Masood said the difficulty you face in maintaining unity, that difficulty is less than the difficulty that will come upon you when you are disunited. Yeah. Uh, so we should work towards that as well. Let's uh, try and build an Ummah community and an area that, that is united. That, and like Mars says, it, it, it can be a difficult process. It's challenging. You need to have broad shoulders. But if we work together, uh, we can. I get to that. Why I can continue? Two, two very important things I want to start as we're coming closer towards the time. Develop creative and innovative way of doing things. So I, I made mention with regard to it if there is load shedding. Try and build your situation in such a way that uh, you can do things 
in load shedding, which you can't do, uh, you know, which, you, uh, which when, when certain things need power and electricity, certain things don't need. So schedule your situation, your namaz, your nafil namaz, whatever you can, at the time of load shedding. Or, for example, visiting someone, or, for example, going out uh, somewhere to go and buy things at the time of, of load shedding. So find innovative ways of doing things. Uh, another thing, maintain a beautiful balancing act of fear and hope and optimism and reality. No one is saying that we must become, you know, uh, completely not to, uh, not understanding the challenges, but maintain a fine balance between optimism. Don't become so optimistic uh, that you forget the reality. Be, pragma- be pragma- pragmatic. So together with the situation of, uh, you know, together with the situation of uh, being optimistic, you also be a pra- pragmatic. You take the necessary uh, precautions with regard to doing things. Uh, another thing which is very important, start your day with empowering duas. There are so many beautiful duas that we read in the beginning of the day. It's so important that we read it. Allahumma ma'asbaha bi min ni'matin aw bi ahadin min khalqik faminka wahdaka la sharika lak falaka alhamdu wa laka ash-shukr. Oh Allah, whatever ni'mat comes upon me in the morning, it is from you. Upon me or upon anyone from among the creation, it is only from you. Falaka alhamdu wa laka ash-shukr. You know, all praise is due to you. All gratitude is due to you. أصبحنا وأصبح الملك لله رب العالمين اللهم إني أسألك خير هذا اليوم فتحه ونصره وبركته وهداه والله we ask you of the good of this day the the fatha the victory the help uh, the nur and the blessings read this dua اللهم اجعل أول هذا النهار صلاحا وأوسطه فلاحا وآخره نجاحا والله make the beginning of this day أول هذا النهار صلاحا full of reformation the middle of the day, full of um, happiness and, and uh, victory. And the end of the day, salvation. Subhanallah. So beautiful duas. So read these duas to, to give you a sense of optimism. And these are some of the things that we have said that we will give you some form of ways of achieving uh, optimism and becoming and having positive. Mm. My thought here from one of uh, the listeners saying that he's a positive, uh, sorry, he's a negative uh, mindset and a negative outlook and um, attitude towards life. Is this one of uh, the plots and also from the whispers of Shaitan? Definitely. There's no doubt whatsoever. Shaitan, there's nothing that pleases Shaitan more than despondency. In fact, one of the words of uh, Iblis, the root word is the one who, who, who is inclined towards despondency. Shaitan's root word is despondency. And in Allah Ta'ala in the Holy Quran says, only the disbeliever loses hope in the mercy of Allah. So despondency is not the trait of a believer. So definitely it's true. Jazakallah for bringing that to the attention. Despondency and a negative mindset is the way of Shaitan to make us negative with regard to our life and with regard to our Iman. And we as believers, we always look at things positively. We never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. In fact, we believe that despondency in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala is a trait of a disbeliever, not the trait of a believer. And I think last week, Ma mentioned the hadith as well of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that even if someone does an evil action, or he does bad action, and immediately follow it up with a good action, it will remove the, that bad action. It shows that we should have that positive mindset and try to change things around. 
Yes, man, I, I, I think, you know, we're coming towards that. How many minutes do we have, huh? There's about five minutes left. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... I mean, is there any other messages no, that have no, come? Anything that's else? That's it, Nama. You can continue. All right. I think one point that I would like to... Uh, let me just uh, say two things. One is that uh, Muftisab uh, uh, ends off the chapter with this word, a positive mind with positive vibes will lead to a positive life. Even if you have been a negative person for a long time, rest assured that you can make positive changes. Our habits are learned and therefore can be unlearned and we can be restrained. Subhanallah. So even if you are negative in the past, you know, change, change that situation. Alhamdulillah. Uh, maybe uh, Allah Ta'ala make things easy for all of us. Allah Ta'ala always grant us afiat. I always, Ya Allah, whenever I see any dua that, uh, that is there that, you know, we, we, we accept, uh, you know, we, we as believers, we accept everything that comes from Almighty Allah, but we can ask Allah Ta'ala for ease. Allahumma al-tufti fi taysir kulla asir, fa'inna taysir kulla asir alayka yasir. Oh Allah, shower your grace upon us by making uh, things that are apparently difficult easy. For you to make difficult things easy is very easy. So fa'inna taysir kulla asir alayka yasir. Oh Allah, for you to make even challenges easy and to change it is easy for you, Ya Allah. So we always ask, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi told Abbas, as I made mention so many times, Uncle Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, said, Oh Abbas, always ask Allah for afiyat. Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyah, wal-mu'afat al-daima, fi dini wa dunya wal-akhirah, li jami'il mu'minina wal-mu'minat. Allahumma inna nasaluka dawam al-afiyah, Allahumma inna nasaluka shukr al-afiyah. Ask Allah ta'ala for afiyat. You want an easy one? Allahumma inni as'aluka al-afwa wal-afiyah. Allahumma inni asaluka al-afwa wal-afiyah. Ask Allah Ta'ala whole day make this dua. There is nothing better to ask of Allah Ta'ala than afiyat. So we can change our situation. Research has shown that we can rewire our brains and change our mindsets. You can, you can really become a more positive person and through this become more happier and more optimistic. Uh, someone sent me um, a bayan that Hazrat Mu'abul Hassan Nabi Rahmatullah gave to students, realize your potential. And it's in a small PDF, it's not many, not very, um, uh, very long, it's about 17 pages, 15, 17 pages. And if anyone wants it, uh, they can send me a message, I will try and inshallah send it to them. But uh, be patient with me because uh, because of the great amount of, uh, you know, commitment that you have, sometimes you can't do it immediately. So in this, he starts off with a most beautiful poem and a couplet of Allama Iqbal. Oh Crescent, don't feel insignificant because of your size. Although you appear like a strand of hair, you will soon grow into a full moon. This is a portion of Allama Iqbal's one poem. Right? So he said, well, what does, it, what does it represent? He said, when the new moon comes out, it is very small. It is like a thread of light on the horizon. Right? So special efforts are made for the sighting of the new moon. And sometimes only the people who are experienced can see it, like the man takers in Cape Town. So they will be able to witness it. The new moon is like a thread of light in the sky. So Allama Iqbal says, O moon, don't feel insignificant because you are small in the beginning of the month. Right? Don't feel insignificant because you are small in the beginning of the month. Later on the 40th, 14th night, you will be transformed into a full moon. Huh? So look at this. It tells us that sometimes when you are small and insignificant, don't be negative. Very soon you will gradually grow and prosper. 
just like the new moon starts off like a small thread, like a strand of hair. And he's addressing the moon and said, don't feel insignificant. Very soon you will become like a full moon. And we all know the splendor of the full moon on the 14th night of the lunar calendar or the lunar month. This is how we are supposed to think. Don't feel insignificant. Even if there are certain situations, there's a small strain in the beginning of the month that the moon is. Afterwards, it becomes a full moon. May Allah give us a topic of understanding. Father, there's a few requests for the PDF. Perhaps you could send it to me and then we could attach it to the, the podcast or to the, the link on the website so that the listeners can have access to it uh, via that platform. Inshallah. Thank oh. so much, Inshallah. Thank you for joining us and Inshallah we look forward to speaking to Mulana next week. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That brings us to the end of uh, the program this week. Uh, it's now time for the 10 a.m. news bulletin. After that, you'll be in the company of Apa Ammara. Until next time, uh, from uh, myself, Ibrahim Dayan, the team here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.